Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. For more information and to donate online, go to 3cr.org.au. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. I'm riding on my bike. I'm going round the block. No, I can't cross the road. I'm not allowed to do that. I'm so happy here, cuz. I'm just riding on my bike. Good morning. Welcome to this week's edition of the Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio Show on Community Radio 3CR. And uh, it's Monday, the 2nd of September 2019, and we acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, traditional owners of the land from which we transmit people-powered radio. Thank you to Democracy Now! for the last uh, hour of current affairs. My name's Chris, and on today's show, I'm going to be talking to Jeff Smart from Bike West about all the... Oh, Bike West! I've, I've, I've done a demarcation dispute. Ah, I think it is back to bikes. I, I went back a fortnight, didn't I, Jeff? Yes. <laughs> Okay, Jeff. Do you want to give us a little uh, roundup? Where, where you did you, you didn't have um, too much trouble getting in this morning? No, no, no. It was a great ride in this morning. Um, it's great. It's spring again. Uh, we're going to have our new women's program starting, and um, it's just great to be here. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, because um, again, you know, because you know, you know, it's my little trip up in the intro. Uh, a lot of things are happening out west. They are. In, indeed, I was at uh, the opening of uh, the Inner West Bike Hub on Saturday. It's a great facility and uh, I encourage people in that area to uh, go to 40 Moreland Street, Footscray and use the facilities. It's new and they do need some support over there. Yeah, because that's part of like, uh, it's the, there's, oh, just trying to think because I did, I did announce it, back announce it on one of the shows of it's the bike hub and is there something else there as well or that's... Uh, yeah, it's part of a, a complex with bars, community meeting rooms, uh, coffee shop and uh, some other community organisations, a youth group. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's quite a sort of funky environment they've <clears throat> got going out there. Excellent. And a bit of news and events. Uh, you might have heard on Friday that the Melbourne bike share is going to be scrapped in three months, just in time for, like, they're going to do an upgrade. And um, ministers pulled the plug on it. Yes. Um, there's a group of uh, community bike sheds, uh, including Good Cycles and ourselves and mm. several others. And we'd certainly like to get some of those blue helmets that uh, will be kicking around after it's finished and perhaps some of the other stuff that they may have. Yeah, and there's a lot of you know, uh, commentary out there of what actually happened. I mean, it had nine years. Well, we all know that mm. compulsory helmets and bike share schemes don't work, you know. Uh, they work in places where you don't have to wear a helmet. Yeah. So I don't know if I've mentioned this, but I've just got not one of my pet theories, and I've got zillions of silly pet theories. Australians have a little bit of a strange thing towards disposable or rental objects, you know. And I thought first when these things came in, and I thought it was a great idea. I interviewed, ooh, I can't remember the then person in charge from the RACV back in uh, 2016, and when they put the stations into Yarra and the like, um, when they actually extended it. Um, it's a bit like 
supermarket trolley sometimes. People just think it's a thing and they just it don't it, it kind of like our um, boundaries of extension of care towards things are a bit odd. And I think that was kind of borne out a bit with this kind of nebulous thing I'm trying to expose with the O bikes. Yeah, mm. it might be that to some extent. And yeah. um, they had to make a decision at some stage, I believe, yeah. because the actual bikes themselves were at the end of their useful life without huge refurbishment. So Ooh. someone had to make a decision one way or the other. Mm. And we've got other things like line bike and other things coming into that um, space. Just another little bit of news. If you're riding on the Capital City Trail up at uh, Nicholson Street near where Velo Cycles are, uh, there's some tram works going on. And around the front of the shop, if you know off uh, Nicholson Street, the uh, uh, access there is a bit oh, skewed at the moment. Uh, Velo Cycles is open, but they would prefer if you use the Park Street entrance to get into the shop. That's the the main shop. They've got three up there, but the main shop come in from Park Street. But bear in mind around that Nicholson Street area, there is some works going on. And I have some news where I've been mentioned, been asked to mention this, that uh, again, Moreland is very front of centre for a lot of bike issues at the moment uh, with level crossing. Removal work's going on up there. And last week on 774, or um, well, we just called ABC Melbourne, now we've got rid of the call signs, uh, the guy from Lexo was talking to John Fain and said, oh, squeaky wheel gets grease. Well, guess what's going to happen, guys? Next week, Tuesday the 10th of September, foot and bike bridges for busy uh, Bell Street blockade. Oh. They've cracked it. They've cracked it, people. Um Blockade near Bell, um, Bell Street, uh, 8 a.m. or nearest Boomgate closure for 20 minutes at Blockade and Moreland uh, Road, Coburg at 8.40 or the nearest Boomgate. This is where the upfield cr- line crosses. And the uh, level rem- level crossing removal project designed for upfield bike path has not provided any solutions for the cycling and pedestrian congestion points at Bell Street and the Moreland Road pedestrian crossings and have failed to provide adequate design solutions for pedestrian slash cycling conflict zones around the station precinct. So if you ride uh, the upfield um, bike path, you know exactly where these are. And that's going to be Tuesday the 10th next week. Um, it's hosted by Climate Action Moreland and, yep, and Walk On Moreland. So um, that's uh, foot and bike bridges for busy Bell Street uh, blockade. And that's uh, on Facebook if you want to look that up and I'll put that in the podcast. People, people are getting restless. <laughs> yes. And we might mention the uh, the the proposed uh, Glen Ira. Yes. Uh, path between the Jerring Trail and St Kilda Road. Uh, there's a meeting at Glenira Town Hall tomorrow night to consider that matter. Uh, it's really important that uh, anyone in Glenira or who is affected, who comes from further out, go to the meeting tomorrow night because there is a large vocal group who are determined to stop this great initiative by the Glen Ira Council. And uh, we need to do something about it. Is, is the, um, well, I don't say they're large, actually. Sorry, Chris. They're pretty small, but they're very vocal. They're very vocal, <laughs> yeah. And it's, again, it's something if you've been involved or been around cycling advocacy sort of stuff, these things kind of like, they, they just kind of flare up. And, and it's a lot of over issues that can be easily f- talked about. And it's about, well, this is about parking again, isn't it? Yeah, and the... Um, the thing about it is, is there's 
adequate parking there. It's uh, that some people don't want to walk over three metres to their car. Uh, <laughs> well, it's like uh, what we were talking about with more, um, Sydney Road. Parkoff did a whole bunch of mapping up there and then there's more than adequate parking in the side streets off Sydney Road. And if people just kind of uh, have a think about it and look at uh, where they can park, everyone wins. Well, in fact, in Inkerman Road at the moment, over 50% of the parks are unused. So if they take out one side, it will not affect the residents at all. So tomorrow night, that's the 3rd of September, and that's down at... Oh, I've got the address in front Glen of Glenora Town Hall on the corner of Hawthorne Road and Glenora Road. And, OK, there's a petition being presented. I think it's item five point something rather that escapes me, but there is public questions at 11.4 on the agenda. That's the item number. So go to the Glenora website. Uh, and have a look at how you do your public questions and submit one. Did you, did you say that's the that, way to go? That, that's right. Uh, you can turn up at uh, uh, a little bit before seven because they uh, open it at seven o'clock to uh, uh, put in-person questions. Excellent. So you have a couple of options to get a public question in. That's correct. Great. Well, that's really good news to hear because uh, a lot of councils do public question times differently. Sometimes you can ask yourself, sometimes the CEO does it, sometimes yeah, uh, you sit back and wait. Um, but, yeah, that's really good to hear, Jeff, because uh, a lot of people have been involved with that Glen Ira issue and it's, it's, if these sort of things are going to occur, we've got, we've got to support them. That's exactly right. Okay, I'm going to take a quick break and I'm going to be back with the interview with Jeff about... Back to Bikes. The Australian Plants Expo is a huge native plant fair with displays, books, garden pots, giftware and activities for children, along with talks, demonstrations, workshops, refreshments and door prizes. The Australian Plants Expo, Saturday the 14th and Sunday the 15th of September, 10am to 4pm at the Eltham Community and Reception Centre, 801 Main Road, Eltham. Adults $5, concessions $4 and children free. Contact Australian Plants Society Yarra Yarra via email on apsyarrayarra at gmail.com or call 0430 513 433 for more information. The Australian Plant Society Yarra Yarra is a 3CR supporter. You're listening to Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio on Community Radio 3CR. Jeff, how did Back to Bikes get started? Back to Bikes was came out of the ashes of another organisation. Uh, which was part of a bigger group. And the founder of Back to Bikes, Mike King, decided that if it was going to happen again, it needed to be a separate organisation because when you're part of a larger organisation, if the CEO changes or anything else changes, the uh, bike program can just get knocked on the head overnight. And he was determined that if he was going to start something, that wouldn't happen. Uh, on, And it sort of was proven to be the right thing to do. Uh, Back to Bikes started at the Friends of the Earth uh, area in South Melbourne. And when Father Bob Maguire got the boot, so did the Friends of the Earth and Back to Bikes. But uh, we were very lucky that the uh, council, that's Port Phillip Council, were very helpful and gave us a couple of small sheds in an old council depot. 
And uh, that was great for a while, but Back to Bites kept growing. And with the help of the then Mayor, Bernadine Voss, uh, a couple of years ago, we got the use of quite a decent-sized workshop. We got the shell, we didn't get anything else, and we had to use all our funds we'd built up over the previous five years to kit it out with um, electric, electricity, you know, in, uh, insulation, all that kind of thing. Mm. But it's probably as good a facility as any in Australia and one of the better ones around the world now, I would say, with well, a bit of prejudice. <laughs> oh, look, you've, you've worked on it and you, you know the processes and the infrastructure and stuff you've put in. But, um, yeah, it's, it's amazing to know, like, you know, the, you know how... Um, well, the, you know, a, a bike shed can work between like what people want, what the community needs and the activities that you put on. Yeah, look, there's lots of bike sheds around Melbourne now. Um, it's increasing. There's actually a whole group of bicycle recyclers started up in the last six months. Uh, Bart from um, Dr Cranky's started this group and... Uh, it's been very, very helpful. We've exchanged a lot of information, helped each other with equipment and uh, recyclables, and I think this uh, initiative will go a lot further in the future. Mm. So can you give us a bit of an overview of some of the facilities you've got down there? Yeah, sure. Um, we've got um, eight permanent workstations with um, very high-end park tool work stands. Uh, we have a few portable ones for nice days. Uh, we've got um, a complete range of secondhand and new equipment. And um, we've got two 20-foot containers for bikes that are about to um, undergo recycling. Ah, oh, so you're like someone can bring in, you know, like you, you take public donations? We rely on donations of not just bikes, but any parts and we're always looking for donations of parts and bikes. So if you bring a bike in, it will get um, either assessed as useful or triage. And That's yeah. right, yeah. Uh, the first thing we do is look at it. Some bikes are good for um, stripping and using for parts because we always need parts. Others, um, we have a look at them and uh, they're either a small refurbishment or a large one that might, might take a volunteer three or four days. Okay, and sort of like, what sort of activities are you now kind of, you know, you've done a lot. Yeah. Uh, you know, you've, you help out with the other um, buddy bikes. Yeah. Yeah, um, ride to work day, you know, that sort of thing, Q traffic school. That's right. Um, we, um, along with the council, we have uh, a once a month um, look at your bike at South Melbourne Market. Uh, the councils also are doing the... This year, I think it's the Tour de Moray. It's a once-a-year month of bicycle-related activities that we supply a pop-up bike workshop at no cost to the residents or whoever comes along. And if we can't fix it on the spot, we recommend they bring it down to back to bikes. Okay, so because that's what happens sometimes when you go along to some of these, you know, like a, a community event or one-off and you go... It needs a bit more work. And, and, and again, it's one of those interesting things I notice with people getting into bikes or want to fix a bike. Sometimes they get put off by things that they seem to think it might be a mysterious knowledge or something that's technical knowledge. It's a little bit beyond them. And you've provided that extra step of talking to them about what may be needed. We do. And uh, we also run uh, 
bike workshops, six-week bicycle workshops. We run um, nights where you can bring along your bike and just work on it. We run a women's night once every two weeks, uh, and uh, it's very successful. The uh, women, uh, with the women's night and the other nights, you just put your name down on Meetup and turn up. Um, but you need to put your name down early, particularly for the women's nights, because they are often booked out. Yeah, because you've said you've got a new format starting spring, which today is the 2nd of September. So Yes, hmm. the, uh, the women who started organising this group have been through a couple of iterations and they kind of keep changing it and tweaking it. They had a break for a couple of months over winter and now they've got a new format which uh, they hope will be more successful in imparting bike knowledge to other women. That sounds fantastic because, yeah, the, the Tour de Mornay, Moray, yeah. that's been going for a few years now, hasn't it? Well, they call it this, I think it was last year, it was the the Tour de Cecil. They keep changing yeah. the name depending on the street in South Melbourne that they're trying okay. to encourage yep. people to cycle down. Yeah, because I'm familiar with the concept yeah. that um, Port Phillip have been putting on for a few years. And this is something, again... Um, we're like inner city, nor- you know, northern focus, and there's so much going on around Melbourne that sometimes you kind of like lose focus on you know what council is doing. And this is again the focus of like what Back to Bikes is doing. Is I've got an event here called the Spring Springer Dingling, which you all you all are involved with. I'll, I'll talk about it after, but again. It's that convergence of pulling everything in and, you know, there's something there you're interested in, you'll find out about it. Yeah, exactly. And I have to say that um, City of Port Phillip are very su- supportive of cycling. They've got a sustainable transport department who are very active. And um, we're lucky at Back to Bikes that we're beneficiaries of that activism within the council. That is great to know because... Uh, there's other councils around Melbourne, which I'm not going to name, but it's it's running interference, and it's almost like sometimes some of the front-facing staff and the you know other people back and other really don't know their own policies and what's actually required, and it's it's like they may be well-meaning, but you seem to think in 2019 they would be a little bit more aware. Well, you would hope so. <laughs> it does seem to be the inner suburban councils that are taking the lead in whether it's north or south of the Yarra uh, or even west as for the city of Maribyrnong. But yeah. um, let's hope it spreads out a bit further. Because like, you know, 10, 15k from the city, what should you be doing if you're capable of doing it? Walking a bit more, cycling a bit more, um, doing a bit of mixed mode? It, exactly. You know, there's no reason why people in um, those middle ring suburbs shouldn't be cycling to, to work. And the point with this Inkerman Road uh, uh, bridge, we, we might call it, is that uh, one of the arguments against it is it will affect uh, other business. It will affect businesses adversely. But in fact, it's been proven in Australia and North America that when you put in a separated bicycle path, people use it and they are more likely to use local businesses than go to large shopping centres. This is an argument that's come up time and time again and has been disproved about um, improved cycling facilities, be it whatever form, be a bike lane or, um, and, um, uh, you know, whatever, is going to impinge upon businesses. And I've seen it at Sydney Road. I've seen it um, in Sydney itself with the Sydney Cycleways. And I think a lot of this comes down to fear of something new that they have not experienced before. And I think it's up to people who want it to actually 
speak clearly, speak positively, and spell sometimes, I think, a lot of irrational fear. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'd agree with that. Um, There was a study in New York City that showed that um, the local businesses were against a separated bicycle path. Mm. And then for some reason, a few years later, it was deemed necessary to pull out a section of that. Mm. And those same businesses campaigned against that cycleway being pulled out. It's just a fear of the unknown. Yeah, it was the one in Vancouver. I I touched upon it about a month ago was the Burrard, Burrand Road. Yeah, was that the one over the bridge? It's the most popular cycle path in North America now. And that had a pretty storied history of actually being built. There was a lot of opposition. It got pulled. Everyone goes, no, we're never going to do it. And then it got built, and now it's the most used. Yeah, I I think you're absolutely right there. Yeah, and again, I think, again, despite this era of like, yeah, we've got so much information at our fingertips, we've got so many options, there's things that come in like cycling and people go, oh, no, 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 no. And they just throw all these irrational, illogical fears around. And I think sometimes coming to these arguments, sometimes, well, not sometimes, I'm just trying to be a little bit more fine-grained with how you come at it of sit down and just pull it apart and don't be, I don't know, sometimes, you know, again, you get you get um, opponents who are just completely irrational and you can't help but take the mickey out of them. But most people, a good conversation can go a long way. Yeah, and uh, we hope that happens uh, both in Moreland and in Glen Ira. So tomorrow night, again, it's um, get there a little bit early, about seven o'clock. That's right, if not a little bit before. That's at Glenora um, Town Hall. Yes, and it's first in best dressed for questions. So it's important to be there early. Yeah. So coming up back to bikes, Thursday night. Yeah, we've got a a session which we'd like more people to come to. Uh, It's about every second Thursday night. You can bring your bike down. Um, It's $10. You can work on it. You can use any of the consumables um, at... uh, much lower prices than you would pay in a bike shop. And there's always some assistance there with helping with your bike. But I'd have to say, if you're really interested in fixing bikes, you may do the six-week course, but the real way to learn is to come and be a volunteer. Yeah. The great yep. thing about volunteering is that you get to work on not your own bike, but another bike that you can work on for as long as you like until it's finished. So it gives you that chance to make mistakes and rectify them. It gives you that chance to do repairs over and over again so that you're familiar with them and you get that sort of knowledge of how to fix all sorts of bikes, whether it's your own, your kids or your friends. It's that process. I keep coming up to the process of just demystifying things. It is. You know, people look at bikes and they think they're very complicated. And in fact... With a little bit of help, you can do minor repairs. And within months, you can probably pull most bikes to pieces and rebuild them. You know, it's not that mystifying. They, apart from really high-end ones, they haven't got electronics in them. So you can see everything. Yeah. And I was thinking, can you think of, just quickly, a couple of really great stories that have come out of things you've done at Back to Bikes? You know, just something that's been really kind of struck you. It's like, oh, that's... Yeah, look, we've had um, one of the things that we've done recent that we've done recently, uh, and their bikes are yet to be shipped. Is that uh, we've got um, thirty bikes ready for an Aboriginal community in Wyala. The mayor is driving over himself from Wyala to pick up these bikes because this 
community's doing it really tough at the moment and they need something for those uh, teenagers from 10 to 14 to do activities that, you know, are, are the right kind of thing to be doing when you're that age. So we're happy to help with something like that. You know, we also have a, a couple of uh, volunteers who um, have had great difficulty with learning and that sort of thing. And in an atmosphere like Back to Bikes, they've been able to spend a long time learning. But in the end, they're fantastic at, at repairing bikes. So it's just that kind of friendly, inclusive atmosphere that uh, encourages people to learn. So... The big thing is, where are you? How can people get in touch with Back to Bikes? We're at 525 Williamstown Road. Uh, you can go to backtobikes.com.au to sign up. Uh, we're open 10 to 4, Monday to Saturday. We encourage volunteers to come in any day, whether it's for a couple of hours or for all day, to either repair bikes or to do our other activities such as advertising. We've got lots of things for volunteers to do. And uh, you can sign up online. Um, we do, however, need volunteers, particularly on Fridays and Saturdays. Good. That's good to know. So that's the big... Uh, we need people to come in and help us out we certainly on, do. on those days. Well, Jeff, thank you so much for coming in today. Thanks for having me. And uh, it's great to be on uh, Yarrabug Radio. Finally, after all these years. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so this is Shebop. And so is this. And this. Shebop, a program that explores feminist issues. Beginning September 2nd, tune in Mondays, 10.30am, for a show where only women get to speak, but everyone can listen. Back listening to Yarra Bosque User Group Radio on Community Radio 3CR. Yep, we've got a new show starting after us, Shebop. So tune your ears in about four to five minutes' time. Okay, news and events. Now, if I scroll up and do this, this should happen. That woke you up. Now, uh, as I mentioned earlier with Jeff, uh, the Spring Art Ding-a-ling, is it Spring Art Ding-Ding Festival? Have I got that right? Yeah, I think it's that, that's right. Okay, that's Saturday the 14th of September at Shaw Reserve and that's at the corner of Renard and Melville Road in Coburg. And there's a whole bunch of walking and bike um, stuff happening up there. And uh, they're going to have one of your mates you just mentioned, Mr Cranky. Yes. Uh, or Dr. Cranky, I should say. Dr. Cranky. You guys as well. Yeah. Um, and there's also some other stuff where you can get involved. It's either free or $5 for various events. Go to uh, the Book of Face or Facebook and uh, look that up. And that's another great thing that's got fun run, bike swap, bike tune-ups, bike test rides and market stalls. Oh, what else have I got here? Well, I think we'll leave it at that. Um, no, actually... 
Oh, I think Commuter Cycles had a talk coming up this Thursday and I just can't bring it up in front of me. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, here we go. September the 5th, Silk Road Mountain Race and Mongolia Bikepacking Slide Night up at uh, Commuter Cycles in Prentice Street, Brunswick. And that's going to be starting at 7pm on Thursday the 5th. And join us at the shop at 7pm on Thursday for a super informative and fun night as Dan Hunt and our own Todd Palmer take us through their recent journeys. Mongolia, Silk Road. Sounds great. Sounds fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Jeff, for coming in today. Yeah. And Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio. We have volunteers just like everybody else on um, 3CR. Don't forget, if you want to subscribe or donate, go to 3cr.org.au and look for the subscribe or um, donate prompts. I should be back in a fortnight and uh, the podcast should be up soon later today. And up next, we are going to have SheBop, a new program. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.